Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. Travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Well, you know it had to happen two weeks after we discussed the rarity of airplane hijackings with the author of a new book called The Skies Belong to Us. This week, an Ethiopian Airlines jet flying from Addis Ababa to Addis Ababa to Rome got hijacked to Geneva, Switzerland. But this time the enemy was within. The plane's co-pilot, who was Ethiopian but wanted political asylum in Switzerland for reasons that are still unclear, near as I can tell, he made his move by locking the pilot out of the cockpit when the pilot left to use the lavatory. This is one reason why some airlines require someone, even a flight attendant, to take the place of a cockpit crew member who needs to leave the cockpit. Another reason? Well, at least once a cockpit member couldn't figure out how to open the door after his colleague tried to get back in. So having a second person there never hurts. You are in Rudy Max's world where we talk all travel all the time. I am a Rudy Maxi, your genial radio show host. Coming up this hour, we're going to discuss seeing the world by freighter, as in cargo ships. There's still a limited number of opportunities for a few passengers to climb aboard a freighter now and then see the world for not much money. Now, you may not arrive at the ship's destination on exactly the day promised, and there are no casinos, no fancy stage shows, no spas, no unlimited buffets, uh, but traveling uh, by freighter has its own peculiar joys. Uh, the Wall Street Journal's Matthew Kronzberg is going to join me in a few minutes to describe a couple of the offerings and see if they sound tempting to you. We'll also talk with the editor of National Geographic Traveler, Keith Bellows, a friend of the show about a new book from National Geographic called Where the Locals Go. It's a wonderful resource to the places locals shop, eat, and relax in more than 300 places around the world. Open the page to Milan, for example, you'll learn where the Italian fashion editor of Vanity Fair goes to buy her shoes. Important information to some. And the Radisson chain of hotels announced two entire new brands of hotels this week. That's no small deal in the hotel world. We'll learn about them from the executive vice president of Carlson Hotels Worldwide in just a few minutes. First, a bit of historical perspective on that hijacking uh, earlier this week. According to the Aviation Safety Network, this was the ninth hijacking by a pilot seeking asylum in another country. Now, keep in mind, most of the earlier ones were decades ago when Cuban pilots diverted flights to the U.S., Sadly, there have been much more dramatic and much more tragic diversions in three cases since the 1990s. Pilots have been suspected of deliberately crashing their aircrafts by flying them into the ground. Just last November, the pilot of a regional jet with LAM, that's L-A-M, Mozambique Airlines, was suspected of committed su- committing suicide by steering his plane to crash, killing all 33 people aboard. In 1997... A Singapore-based Silk Air Boeing 737 crashed for no apparent reason, though investigators suspected the pilot took himself and 103 others on board to their deaths because he faced financial and professional problems. And two years later, in 1999, an Egypt air flight crashed with 217 people on board just off the coast of Nantucket after taking off from New York to Cairo. While Egyptian authorities still disagree, U.S. investigators concluded the pilot put both engines on idle and put the plane into a nosedive into the sea. In all three cases, a single pilot was in the cockpit when the incidents occurred. In other airline news, an unusual number of flights were canceled or severely delayed due to weather again this week, as this is the sixth week of these logistical nightmares, for lack of a better phrase. I'm not going to make a big deal about it, though I know it's a big deal for those thousands of passengers who got to spend more time in airports than they ever wanted to. 
But for the record, week six of winter weather flight delays is officially noted. And just to round out the miserable aviation news for the week, two flights experienced unusual air turbulence. On Monday, a United flight from Denver hit heavy turbulence over Montana, causing one passenger's head to hit and crack the overhead luggage bin. Both flight attendants were injured, though only one required hospitalization, and an infant was thrown into another seat, not injured. Next day, two passengers and two crew members were sent to the hospital after incurring injuries due to turbulence on a Cathay Pacific flight over Japan. The plane was flying from San Francisco to Hong Kong. Last person to ever be killed by air turbulence, by the way, was in 1997 on a United flight from Japan to the U.S., which is why airlines and I always say keep that seatbelt fastened. Carlson Residor Hotel Group includes more than 1,300 hotels open or under construction in 105 countries or territories around the world. You know the brands Radisson, Country Inns and Suites, Park Inn, and the relatively one that's new to the U.S., Radisson Blue. Well, this week came word the company that's headquartered in Minneapolis and Brussels has found two more niches in which to build hotels. One's a luxury niche, another a notch below. Gordon McKinnon is the executive vice president of Carlson Hotels Worldwide. He joins me to elaborate. Gordon, welcome to the show. Hey, Rudy. Now, tell me about these new brands. Who are they aimed at? What makes them distinctive and different from your other brands? Oh, well, I mean, the first one is Radisson Red. And so you'll begin to get a bit of the color theme running through the Radisson brand. And it's, I mean, it's targeted at a kind of relatively new niche. The industry refers to this kind of upscale select. So the theory of that That's is, the phrase, uh, upscale select in the industry. It's called upscale an upscale select. select. All right. What does that yep. mean exactly? Oh, exactly. What does it mean? So <laughs> uh, we're not very good at presenting ourselves to the outside world at the hotel industry. Uh, so we've just to further confuse that, we've kind of renamed that lifestyle select simply because we think that consumers in general have a much kind of better under, chance of understanding that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, because if you look at the way they understand the terminology, uh, it's kind of, you know, they understand this star rating system and they understand that in recent times boutique and kind of lifestyle have entered the market. So that's where the kind of lifestyle select comes from. So it's sort, um, it's sort, it's sort of a hip hotel. It's sort of simplified with design is important. Um, and a, a great social ambient atmosphere is important. Is that correct? Yep, exactly. We, we believe there's a kind of stronger and stronger appreciation of design so that's not to say it's kind of design for design's sake but people are really beginning to understand and expect that kind of detail to their hotel product so in very kind of technical terms it means they get um, you know as you say a kind of great social space a great room and then we cut back on all the kind of meeting facilities Right. Now, the Radisson Red is we don't expect to see it till 2015, and I know at your press conference this week you indicated the first one would not be in the U.S. You have another brand, yep. a luxury brand. What, tell us about that one. We do. Uh, we have a luxury brand called the Corvus Collection. How do you spell um, that? Q-U-O-R-V-U-S. Corvus it Collection, comes, okay. Yeah. It has its, the name has its origins in a five-star constellation um, in the kind of southern skies. Right. And it's, it's much more of a, um, I mean, it's, it's interesting the way that kind of trends and expectations are becoming one kind of across the different segments. So it's interesting even when you look at that, if we're looking at our lifestyle select brand, Radisson Red, a lot of the expectations are the same in terms of what the traveler wants. And it's just the, the kind of level of, uh, the level of delivery from our end obviously is slightly different in terms of the luxury segment. Who is the competition so is, for Corvus? Um, in many ways, what we're doing is trying to facilitate 
uh, the, you know, the huge amount of fantastic independent luxury hotels out there and bring them together into one collection. So the, the consistent elements of it uh, will be the kind of local side of the experience uh, and also then just some really significant kind of five-star details that we think are important to the traveler just now. Okay, Gordon McGinnon is the EVP and Chief Branding Officer of Carlson. Gordon, thanks for dropping by. We appreciate it. Thanks, Rudy. Thank you. And we'll see you at Corvus in 2015 as well. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. When we come back, Keith Bellows from National Geographic joins us. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Introducing Orbitz Rewards, the top-shelf margarita of rewards programs. As an Orbitz Rewards member, you earn rewards immediately on flights, hotels, and packages. That's right, like the kick from a good tequila, you get them instantly. The rewards you just earned on your flight to Miami, use them to book your hotel for the same trip. If you use the Orbitz app to book, you earn even more, 5% on hotels. So join today and be part of the only travel rewards program that gives you instant vacation gratification. Go to Orbitz.com rewards or look under sponsors at RudyMaxa.com. Are you suffering from itchy skin? It's terrible. The itch you can't seem to scratch, being miserable and uncomfortable, you just want immediate relief that lasts. You need TriCalm. It's new and not like the same old itch products in your medicine cabinet. Dermatologists recommended TriCalm relieves itchy skin in minutes, and it's backed by the itch-free guarantee. If TriCalm doesn't stop your itch, just mail them the empty tube and they'll send you a full refund. TriCalm comes in a blue and white box in the first aid aisle at CVS, Walgreens, and other fine retailers. Get TriCalm today and get relief. Thank you for calling Rosetta Stone for your free language learning demo. Yeah, what's the catch? Excuse me? Your ad says I can get a free Rosetta Stone demo. So, what's the catch? No catch. We're so sure the Rosetta Stone method is the fastest, easiest way to learn a new language that we'll give you a free demo to try it for yourself. Okay, but I've tried to learn a new language before, and it was always too hard. This is a completely natural way to learn a new language, just like you learned your first language. No tedious translation, useless memorization, or boring drills. It even comes in 30 languages. Oh, but there is one thing. The catch, right? You could start speaking in a new language in less than 15 minutes. Aha! Wait, did you say 15 minutes? To get your free demo from Rosetta Stone, call now, 1-800-337-1442. Experience for yourself the fastest, easiest way to learn a new language guaranteed. For your free demo, call now, 1-800-337-1442. That's 1-800-337-1442. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. Nice to have you here. This portion of the show is brought to you by our friends at Orbitz.com. Travel rewards usually take forever to earn and even longer to redeem, but Orbitz Rewards has started up, and you can win Orbucks by going to Orbitz.com slash rewards, and you'll get... Award points, or bucks, I guess they call them, for any of your airline bookings, travel bookings, and you can apply those to your hotel bookings right on the spot or future hotel bookings on Orbitz. It's free, orbits.com slash rewards. I'm delighted to be joined by Keith Bellows. He's the editor-in-chief of National Geographic Traveler magazine, and National Geographic's just published a new book I want to talk to him about. He has written the foreword to it. It's called Where the Locals Go, and the premise is that there's nobody better than somebody who lives where you're visiting 
to tell you where the good stuff is. For example, I was just flipping through it. There are about 300, more than 300 places around the world. Um, I, the Vanity Fair fashion editor reveals where she buys her shoes in Milan. Now, that's the kind of stuff that you can't buy that stuff. It's, it's pearls, I'm telling you. Keith, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Rudy. Nice All right, now, here. how did you guys come up with this, this book? Is this a compilation of a million articles, or did you actually go no. and seek out locals? No, well, as you know, um, we're now also running the travel books, and so it's sort of natural. Um, the book is a natural outgrowth of what we've been doing on the magazine for a long time, which is we really believe we're moving out of an era when people, you know, they want to know what their itinerary is. They want to know where they're staying. They want to know where they're eating. They want to sit on a beach and, you know, drink a cocktail. And I think that now, particularly among younger travelers, um, they've kind of been there, done that. And that's been a, something that's sort of been a mantra with us. Um, yeah, insider's guides, where the locals go, secrets of the locals, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, that's how people want to travel. They want something that's um, less canned, more authentic, a little bit more surprising. And, and so, uh, it's not a compilation. It's all original reporting. And how did you determine who qualified as a knowledgeable local? Well, um, we're very fortunate. We have 15 international editions. Um, we have uh, people roaming the globe, as you've done for us, Rudy. Um, and uh, if you've got writers and photographers, you have a nose for the local. It doesn't take much to... Um, to tap that that network, and and that's essentially what we did. For instance, you know, we had the Polish editor tell us, you know, where she, you know, where she go, where she would recommend that you go in Warsaw. Um, we, you know, did the same thing in in in, uh, in Italy, and um, and of course we, you know, we published a lot of stuff in the magazine and in other books, and we, you know, the more we do that, the more uh, aware we are of what's going on. Um, when we travel ourselves, we talk to people. You know, we don't go to the concierge. Um, we go to the coffee shop or the, you know, the local bar, and we look for the most interesting-looking person there. And we ask them where they eat breakfast um, or where they eat dinner, where, where's the great nightclub, because we're much likely to get something that um, rewards people who live in the place all the time and... Um, and also don't have to pay an arm and a leg, which is what a lot of tourists are asked to do when they go someplace. And well, uh, what, they get a little bit of a work at the place. It's really what we should all do when we go to a, a city or a new place, but we don't have the time. Or sometimes there are a lot of people who don't have the, you know, they're not extroverts. They don't have the gumption or they're afraid they don't speak the language to ask someone that. I just turned to uh, Shanghai, for example, and, and there's a, these are short, sort of bite-sized write-ups of places. For example, there's a great place to go, uh, you know, dance in an Art Deco ballroom called the Paramount right. Ballroom. Um, there's uh, you, you. You tell us where the very best place to have a cocktail and see the incredible skyscape of uh, of Shanghai from the Bund, the old European district. There, this is this is good stuff. And you know what? It's what I get asked as a travel journalist. So I'm going to Rome. I'm going to London, where should I eat? What should I see? This book has got more than 300 places, and i got to say, it's a very handsome compilation. The photographs are beautiful, too, but I guess I guess National Geographic's got that down pretty well, Keith. Well, we, we better. Right now, 125 <laughs> years. Um, I think the important thing, and I take your, your point that some people aren't extroverts, but um, I don't think you really need to be an extrovert. I mean, even if you 
just sit and watch and walk around and, and follow your nose. Um, you kind of know what a tourist place looks like. At least I think I do. And you know, it's the it's the restaurant that um, all the tourists are at. Yeah, but it's like it, it's it's also a restaurant that's out of keeping with sense of place. I remember we, I was traveling um, with a friend of I mean, a friend of ours that stayed at Agawa, and uh, he was taking me and my wife to town on a tour of. Um, of Tokyo, and he caught us in the hotel lobby, sneaking out, about to go and have Italian food. So, I mean, you, you don't want to be doing that. <laughs> you certainly don't want to be getting caught. Um, but the, the thing is, is just to, um, you know, part of it's just being willing to be open to surprise. But there is and, great uh, Italian food in Japan, in Tokyo, by the way. Oh, absolutely. But, and French. You know, that's not where you, most, for most people, that's not where you're going to. No, and if you're traveling with someone named Daisuke Utagawa, Italian isn't on the menu that day. No, it never is on the menu, <laughs> at least not in Japan. Um, d- but I think this idea of walking and just, you know, watching where local where, where locals go, and I think if you can just take that extra baby step, um, and it's particularly easy if you have kids in tow, but that extra baby step to um, just lean over and say, like, you know, this is, this is a great place to work. Where do you go? I mean, they're not going to bite your head off. And I do know that foreigners absolutely love it when you consult them, especially no, you're when they have right. to do you're it in their own right. language. We're talking with Keith Bellows. He's the editor-in-chief of National Geographic Traveler, and a new book is out from National Geographic Traveler called Where the Locals Go. Uh, it's compiled by a team of reporters and experts around the world. There are more than 300 destinations and it, it's a guide in, in different cities and regions around the world of where to shop and where to eat and where to play. You know, I sometimes do talk to hotel concierge, but I know they have their road answers for visitors all the time. And what I say is, where do you take your wife out on your w- anniversary? And then they sort of change channels. Oh, they go, oh, well, you want that kind of restaurant where we go. You know, it, it is a legitimate yeah. question to ask. Well, another thing you do is, and if you're in a hotel, um, and by the way, I think, you know, Airbnb is a wonderful new uh, development because you can stay in a, an apartment and you can kind of roam around and go to the marketplace. But if you're in a hotel, the one thing about people in the hotels are they're trained um, to engage with consumers. So don't go to the concierge. Sort of seek out the youngest, sort of coolest-looking person and go up to them and say, you know, hey, look, tell me on the lowdown, where do you guys go? Uh-huh. Um, and you'll be surprised because they're they're used to it. You're, so you're thinking going to a desk clerk, or even I mean, you could even talk to a you know anybody. You could talk to your your chambermaid for goodness sake. Yep, absolutely. Well, um, I I think this is a this is a great compilation. I uh, uh, I also know it's a massive uh, uh, amount of work. Do you leave us with one more tip about how to integrate ourselves into the fabric of a local place? Well, if you can, uh, okay, take some time. Don't overbook yourself. Um, don't don't go to Paris and feel like you have to sell every moment. You know, one of the beautiful things about a city like Paris is it, it, it rewards flaneurs. Flaneurs is this wonderful term, which is people who just people watch. And, um, you know, and, and if you do that, if you take the time to just sort of sit and soak it in, um, you'll start to get curious about places and you'll start to see where people are hanging out. Um, it, and I think that uh, people rush their trips 
And that's why I like, and I rarely get to do this, neither do you, but to go to a place for a week, you know, and rent an apartment and, you know, as I said before, shop at the marketplace and talk to the people who are in the market. Again, they're used to it. They often provide food for the local restaurants and, and you know, some food for the local restaurants, and, and they know where the good places are. You're getting it from the horse's mouth. Keith Bellows, editor-in-chief of National Geographic Traveler. The book is called Where the Where the Locals Go. It's published by National Geographic. I'm sure you can buy it on Amazon. Um, yep. Keith, I, I really uh, appreciate your stopping in and, and talking to us today. And, uh, you know, always looking forward to National Geographic books. You guys do a good job. Great. Well, thank you so much. And, and I'm, it was a pleasure talking to you. Keith Bellows is uh, with the National Geographic, uh, editor of National Geographic Traveler. Excuse me, there's Big Yellow and then there's Traveler. In the interest of full journalistic disclosure, I'm a contributing editor with National Geographic Traveler, but I had Keith on because it's a good book. The book's called Where the Locals Go. When we come back, we're going to take a look at Korea as a destination for a visit. We'll be right back. Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at rudymaxa.com. Now here's something you don't hear on the radio every day. Someone who can't see. I am totally blind. So I go through periods when I'm unable to sleep at night. And I feel like I'm constantly running but can never quite catch up. But this isn't a sleep problem. It's something called non-24 hour disorder. Learn more about non-24 by calling 855-856-2424 or visiting learnmorenon24.com. Ron Delano, Attorney Houston. If you've been diagnosed with mesothelioma, you may be entitled to a tax-free share of billions of dollars that have been set aside for mesothelioma cancer patients. Secondhand asbestos exposure can also cause mesothelioma. Many patients were exposed to asbestos and didn't even know it. Call right now to get the facts about your legal rights and possible financial compensation. Call Participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. It's 33 minutes after the hour. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. You know, uh, regular listeners of the show know I'm a fairly big fan of Korea. I did one of my public television episodes there, and uh, I've sort of watched the slow increase in tourism of Americans to Korea. Uh, in fact, I've got to tell you, the, that huge Gangnam-style hit of last year probably did more for Korea than all the public relations dollars they spent in two years. My next guest is Joanne Simpson. She is the author of a book called Korea, 
are you at peace? She's a retired faculty member from a medical university in Charleston, South Carolina, where she lives. And she was in Korea for a couple years to teach biology at the University of Maryland's overseas schools uh, on military bases there. Uh, and Joanne, before we, we talk about Korea as a, as a destination, uh, please explain the title of your book, Korea, Are You at Peace? What does that mean? Well, it means, um, it has a double meaning, in fact, because the Korean greeting is, are you at peace? Ah, I didn't know that. Annyeonghaseyo means, are you at peace? It's a Buddhist greeting. That's very nice. Um, yeah, and also North Korea and South Korea have um, not been at peace for over 50 years. So, I'm aware of that. Yeah. yeah, so it's a double meaning, um, and uh, I address particularly the historic issues in the book. Well, we all certainly know it's a bifurcated country now with China controlling, being North Korea's just about only ally in the world other than right. well, like a couple countries we're not particularly friends with either. The standard of living couldn't be more different, could it, between no, the two Koreas? No, no. No, there's a, uh, a serious difference in North Korea and South Korea. There have been a couple excellent books on North Korea recently. Um, one's nonfiction, and it is um, n nothing to envy, which uh, actually tells tales. Uh, it's by a reporter who, who talks about how deprived the North Korean people are in general. Well, and just in the last week, that U.N. report came out that uh, right. uh, certainly drew that. I mean, South Korea is, is an absolute economic miracle. I mean, that country just got together after, after the Korean War, and people donated their own personal jewelry, their own gold to melt down to get that country on. And now they bring us, you know, LG refrigerators and TVs and Kias and, and uh, all kinds of products. Let's talk about it as a place... Uh, um, to visit. You are a particular fan of the countryside. I mean, most people, everybody, I think, in the States would fly into Seoul, the capital, uh, the mm -hmm. modern capital, but you love the countryside. Talk to me about that. Yeah, I did love the countryside. Um, I had spent a year in Switzerland, and I view Korea as the Switzerland of Asia. It has these lovely mountains that are, um, have now ha had uh, trees replanted so that it's a beautiful mountainous uh, countryside with little villages snuggled in the mountains and uh, the Korean people are very um, hardworking and productive and so they have brought that country back from its uh, Korean War devastation to a really wonderful peaceful um, environment, out, at least out in the countryside. The, uh, the cities I found more distressing because I, I'm not a fan of big cities anyway. So, uh, but the countryside was beautiful with the mountains, and there are some wonderful Buddhist temples. And, uh, Who welcome visitors, by the way. Yes, they do. They do. And you can even spend the night you can, or a week in a Buddhist temple. Yes. Mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a town that 
um, has was remarkably unscarred in the conflicts that covered those land that land, uh, which uh, used to be the capital of the ancient kingdom of Korea. Which was is, is it Silla or Shilla? How is it pronounced? It's pronounced Shilla. Um, it's Shilla, spelled yeah. Silla, mm-hmm. but S with an I after it has an S H sound. So it's a, the ancient Shilla kingdom, and it was the major kingdom in Korea for over a thousand years. It was an amazing. Um, amazing cultural phenomenon, probably the oldest kingdom, continuous kingdom in Earth's history. And there are these mounds that are the burial mounds of their royalty, and there's a great museum there with a collection of ancient artifacts. I, w- I do want to put in a plug, because we've only got about a minute and a half left, John. I do want to put in a plug, though, for Seoul. It has really big upped itself. I know you haven't been back there uh, in a little more than a decade. I mm-hmm. have been. Uh, I have been. Seoul has really, I mean, English is more widely spoken than it ever was. The restaurants are incredible. The palaces, which you do give a nod to in your book, are still definitely worth visiting. But uh, the tourism infrastructure has been really, really upped, I think, since you were there. And, and I would certainly th- uh, throw that in. Have you? we got 30 seconds left. Did you ever been to the resort to region in the south? I have not. Yes, I went to Jeju, Jeju-do, Jeju, the Jeju, island. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like the Hawaii of Korea, and it's beautiful. Okay. As is Gyeongju, the the uh, the capital of the ancient Shila kingdom. So Korea is definitely worth visiting okay. and traveling around get, in. Get a car, have you been, drive. Are you, are you anxious to go back? I would love to go back, yes. All right. Well, if Joanne Simpson wants to go back uh, uh, and I want to go back, put it on your list. I know people generally go to Hong Kong, Tokyo. Consider Seoul, Korea. Joanne, thank you for dropping by. Thank you for having me. Joanne's book is called Korea, Are You at Peace? Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Now here's something you don't hear on the radio every day. Someone who can't see. I am totally blind. So I go through periods when I'm unable to sleep at night. And I feel like I'm constantly running, but can never quite catch up. But this isn't a sleep problem. It's something called non-24-hour disorder. Learn more about Non24 by calling 855-856-2424 or visiting learnmorenon24.com. You thought Boost Mobile had low prices before, but now they're dropping lower than ever for anyone switching to a Boost 4G LTE device by March 31st. Are the prices this low? Now, lower. $35 a month low. How about this? Now, try $35 a month for six months low. Wow, that's low. You're right, it's low. That's how Boost Mobile does it. They go $35 a month for six months low, all with unlimited talk, text, and data. Oh, baby, for only $35 a month? I'm down with that. Available at Boost Mobile, Best Buy, and Radio Shack. Boost Mobile. Be heard. No, no, like this. Boost Mobile. Be heard. Offer available 2614 to 331.14 at BoostMobile.com and select retailers only. Limited to new accounts and purchase a 4G LTE device. Rates increase after introductory rate. Coverage not available everywhere. Includes 2.5 gigabytes per month for high-speed data. See BoostMobile.com slash 35 plan or participating dealer for details. Warning, you may experience extreme weight loss using the following product. Attention, if you need to lose 30 pounds or more, you're qualified to participate in an absolutely risk-free trial of an extremely powerful weight loss supplement. 
It's called Final Trim. To participate, call now. 1-800-910-5947. Final Trim is a proven breakthrough in weight loss. Take two capsules just once a day, and you can experience maximum weight loss, pounds in days. It uses natural ingredients, making it healthy and safe. If your weight loss with Final Trim is too dramatic, please decrease use and only take one capsule a day. To guarantee participation in this trial, you must call now. 1-800-910-5947. For your participation, you'll receive a full-size supply of Final Trim to use absolutely risk-free. Again, if you need to lose 30 pounds or more by taking Final Trim just once a day, call now to participate in this nationwide risk-free trial. 1-800-910-5947. That number again is 1-800-910-5947. You've heard the news stories about major retailers and the hackers that got into their data. Actually, your data takes steps to help protect yourself with Identity Guard. Identity Guard monitors your name, address, social security number, and credit information. If they see potentially suspicious activity, they promptly notify you. Get a free 30-day trial of Identity Guard when you sign up at IdentityGuard.com protect. Monitor your credit and social security number free for 30 days. Go to IdentityGuard.com protect. That's IdentityGuard.com protect. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. Have you ever thought about just taking a freighter around the world, going slow, like 15 miles an hour across the world's oceans, not surrounded by 2,000 people at breakfast, just you and a crew and maybe three or four other couples or guests on a cruise line? There used to be a great way to travel, and there are fewer and fewer, I think, I think freighters uh, available to take uh, uh, passengers who aren't part of the crew. But my next best, next guest, excuse me, Matthew Kronzberg, has got some ideas. Matthew, welcome to the show. Hi, Rudy. Matthew uh, recently did a piece for the Wall Street Journal um, in which he described one, two, three, four, five different trips you can take. Matthew, I, I, I should... I should ask you this have you ever done a crater uh, excuse me a cargo ship tour a freighter tour I, i've done crater tours um and <laughs> and they're hard on the legs but uh cargo ship is very much on my bucket list i've not had the chance to to do it yet but it is it's something i'm dying to do well it's the time too isn't it you have this one cruise here that's uh, 100 days now i presume you can go in segments of those days yes Yes, that's that's one of the great things about these these kinds of cruises is that you don't have to sign on for the full ticket. Um, if you just wanted to get point A to point B, it is a, a slow and expensive option, but it is an option which is great for people, uh, you know, especially people who live in North America who want to get to Asia or Europe but don't or won't for whatever reason fly. Now, we should point out, as I did at the top of the show, that the ship may not get there the day you think it's going to get. It may get diverted to pick something up that it didn't expect to. There's certainly no casinos or spas. It's pretty basic. You've got to be a self-sufficient person and carry your own books, right? Absolutely. Um, there, many of the ships do have libraries uh, on board where, where past passengers have left behind books and DVDs. Uh, and so you can get a sense of who was on it. But absolutely traveling as uh, self-contained as you can is is one of the one of the things you should do and i think it's very much the kind of person who does well on these these types of trips 
is a fairly self self-contained, self-entertaining sort. So, how do you find out about these trips? How do you plan them? Uh, really, the best, almost the only way to do it is uh, with a with a travel agent. There are a few agencies that specialize in these. Um, FreighterCruises.com in the U.S., along with TravelTips.com, are very good uh, United States-based uh, agencies that deal with these uh, with these freighter companies, uh, and they can really guide you through the process, tell, tell you what you need to pack, uh, prepare you for port charges, any other incidental um, any other incidental costs, and just let you know what to expect on a on a trip like this. And what might the cost be? On average, it is about 100 euros a day. Most of these ships are uh, European-owned, um, and so that is generally how the pricing is structured. It, it does vary a little bit, but when you're thinking about it, about 100 euros a day or $125, $130 is a good guideline to keep in mind. And what do you get for that? Uh you get a room uh, that is typically larger than uh, what you would get on a normal cruise ship. All of your uh, all of your meals, uh, very often uh, wine included, are part of it, um, and uh, that's pretty much that's pretty <laughs> much it. You, but you but you get to see the world in a way that that, that nobody or very very few people uh, get to see it that way anymore. You and and you eat with the crew, I gather. Uh, yeah, typically on these ships there are uh, there are two dining rooms. There's an officer's uh, dining room and a uh, and a crew dining room. And uh, more often than not, the way it's the way it's laid out is uh, in the officer's dining room. There will be a table for the crew and a table for uh, for passengers. Um, and then and then the crew eats separately. Uh, meals are very often determined by uh, who the officers are on the ship or the nationality of the officers uh, anyway. So on uh, most of the major ship lo- shipping lines that take passengers are either German or French uh, operated. Uh, there are uh, a lot of Romanian captains as well. But if you're going on a shipping line like C- CMA CGM, say, uh, you have a good chance of having a French captain, and so that will have... Uh, a big influence on on the kind of food you are served uh, throughout your journey. Martin Matthew, excuse me, Matthew Kronzberg is the author of Go Cargo Class. It was in the issue, uh, the February first, the weekend edition of the Wall Street Journal. If you happen to have the February third New Yorker around, Patricia Marks has an interesting piece on her trip on a on a freighter. We hope to have her on the show down the road. But Matthew, thank you so much. We're going to put some links to some of these uh, travel agencies you can book a trip at my Facebook page, Rudy Maxa Travel Slash Leisure. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. It's 52 minutes after the hour. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. Nice to have you here. We're here every weekend, same time, same station. Hope you join us, particularly if you like to talk travel or if you like to travel or even like to travel in your mind. Uh, Some news.
Well, Sochi's hotels haven't been getting great ink. Hundreds of hotel rooms weren't completed at the start of the Winter Games. You've probably heard that. It took nearly round-the-clock work in December and January to get them close to ready. And final work, such as installing bathroom fixtures, continued even after guests moved in. Yellow water came out of the faucets as recently as this week. Lots of other things, like landscapings, uh, was still being worked on. Lots of little things. There were unopened shops as well. Even, bef- even before these games end, however, Olympic officials are expressing concern about Rio de Janeiro's readiness for the 2016 Games. Jean-Claude Keely, the International Olympic Committee's chief supervisor of the Sochi Olympics, said the experience in Sochi should be a lesson for organizers in Rio who are currently behind schedule in construction of its Olympic Park some 20 miles southwest of Rio. Construction on several venues has barely begun in Brazil, including the swimming stadium and most of the 30-plus apartment buildings planned for housing athletes and media members. They're going to suffer, Keeley said. That's a direct quote, adding that Rio organizers should prepare for two grueling years of work. There's not a second to waste, he said. Of course, first of all, Rio's got to get through the World Cup competition in a few months. Hey, if you would like to uh, know a little more about what our guests uh, talk about on this show or if you'd like to keep up with my travel musings... I'd be honored to have you uh, friend me on my Facebook fan page and stay in touch with me that way. Actually, it's not friend. You hit like. There's a like button there. Now, there are a couple of Rudy Maxes listed there. One is my personal page, which, as I say, every other week or so I pay little attention to. But there is a fan page called Rudy Max at Travel Slash Leisure, and that's where I post. And if you go there and hit the like button, you'll get my postings. And even as the show's going on, as you're listening now, Janet is posting uh, links, for example, to... Uh, companies that can get you aboard a freighter. We just talked to Matthew from the Wall Street Journal about taking a trip on a freighter. If you're interested, you'll find several of those links on my Facebook fan page now. Save you a lot of work. Let's do a couple deals of the week here before we uh, end this hour and do the local news and news in a second. Thank you for the cash register, Jeff. Well, uh, you know, the competition between American United and Virgin America to fly you between L.A. and New York uh, is getting rather heated. Those three really want to capture you. So they're offering, American and United are offering up to 15,000 bonus miles if you choose them to fly between now and March 31st. Now, that 15,000 is if you buy a business class ticket. It's less for a premium economy and even less for a coach ticket. But you can pick up at least 5,000 extra miles if you choose either American or United to fly. If you choose Virgin America, you can get up to 10,000 bonus miles. But you've got to register and book by March 31st. But they'll let you uh, collect the bonus miles, elevate points as they call them, through April 9th. So there you go. If you're uh, flying coast to coast, L.A. to New York, consider American United and registered Virgin America for those bonus miles. Rail travel is a great way to get around the United Kingdom. The trains actually work there, generally. Um, You'll land right in the middle of your destination, not 20 miles outside the city at an airport. Through March 25th, Rail Europe is offering a 20% discount on train fares all over England, Scotland, and Wales with no restrictions on travel dates. So you can book now for travel this summer or next fall or, goodness sake, for 2015 maybe, and you'll get 20% off. It's pretty simple. Rail fare in England, Scotland, and Wales on, uh, on Rail Europe, 20% off, 20% off. Um, you've got to book uh, uh, on Rail Europe, and the coupon code is 20British, as in 20% off, 20British. But, again, Janet's going to put that on the Facebook, uh, my Facebook fan page, and you will find a direct link to this page that will give you 20% off on uh, riding the rails around England, Scotland, 
and Wales. Not bad. And here's a pretty good deal. The Waldorf Astoria in New York is offering guest rooms from $2.49 a night. Or if you want to stay in their towers, the luxury section of the Waldorf, you may recall in uh, December, I believe it was, I did a remote broadcast from the towers. Boy, it's very swanky. Rooms there start $3.99 a night. Now, regular rates in the towers are like, I don't know, $700 a night. And in the Waldorf Astoria, certainly north of three fifty, sometimes four hundred or five hundred a night. So, two th- and I looked by the way last uh, last night before doing the show. I went on uh, the site to see if there are rooms available in uh, March and April at these rates. Some are even lower than two forty nine. By the way, I think I saw a couple two thirty nines. So, Waldorf Astoria, New York guest rooms two forty nine a night. Stay in the very luxury luxurious part of the hotel called their Towers at three ninety nine a night. Not bad if you're going to New York. Those are great. I mean, 249 at the Waldorf Astoria in New York. Now, of course, of course, there are taxes, so figure that 249 is going to be a closer to 300. But to stay in the Waldorf Astoria, 300 is a good price for any hotel room in New York. Waldorf Astoria, it's even a better price. All right, we're coming up to a break. Uh, we'll take about a six-minute break here for some local news and a couple of spots. We'll come back for the second hour of Rudy Max's World. Now, if your station um, doesn't stay with us for the second hour, Write a whole lot of letters, make a lot of calls, complain, beat on drums, and you know, march back and forth in front of the station and insist that they do. Actually, most of our, I think probably 80, 90% of our stations do stay around for the second hour. I'm delighted. We've got a full schedule coming up of interesting guests. I hope you'll stay with me. I'm Rudy Maxa. You're listening to Rudy Maxa's World, where we talk about travel every weekend at this time. Nice to have you in the house. Stick around. Stay warm. We'll be right back. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.